0: Welcome to Episode 9 of the Mere Mortal Marathon Podcast, where you'll hear what it's like to train for and run your first marathon. I'm Dwayne France, and I'm joined by Coach Morgan Lattimore, the people's coach. And together, we're going to share the week-by-week training journey that'll take me, just a regular guy and a mere mortal, to the finish line of my first marathon. And if I can do it, you can too. Thanks for joining us for the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast. I'm excited to be going on this journey and pleased to invite you to join me along the way. There's a couple of ways that we can be connected. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to them and you'll be notified when a new episode comes out. You can also see where the journey takes me by connecting on Strava by going to strava.com forward slash athletes forward slash M3 podcast. The link will be in the show notes as well. There you'll see if I'm following the training plan like I'm supposed to. And you can find all of the episodes on the fundraising page of my charity partner, The Second Wind Fund, at coloradogives.org forward slash m3podcast. The mission of The Second Wind Fund is to decrease the incidence of suicide in children and youth by removing barriers to treatment. They match children and youth at risk for suicide with licensed therapists in their communities and pay for up to 12 sessions of therapy when there's a barrier to treatment. And simply by listening right now, you're doing your part. Every time someone listens to an episode, $1 will be donated to The Second Wind Fund up to $1,000. So listen, share, and know that you're doing your part to stop suicide in children and youth in Colorado. So check out coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast for all the episodes to get to the cause or simply to see how far we've gotten. This week, Coach Morgan and I go over week six of training. We're increasing the weekly mileage. Week five had 23 total weekly miles, with the longest run being a five-mile run. And week six, we were scheduled to increase it to 28 miles, with the longest run being a six-mile run. As you'll hear, however, life gets in the way. Also on the last episode, we talked about travel, and of the many wonderful and not-so-wonderful things that the Army gave me after 22 years was a susceptibility to sinus infections during extreme weather transitions. So you hear about how we managed an unexpected hiccup in the training this week. Check out this week's coaching call reviewing the week, and we'll come back afterwards to wrap things up. All right, done with week six. A little bit of travel and some other stuff. Some other stuff. It's correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> correct, man. The travel,
1: we talked a little bit about travel and training, right? Even for me, that sometimes it becomes like I have to make a choice. So I had some longer runs and I was like, okay, I don't have time for that. I but I'm going to run, right? And so my thing is get out there and do something uh and don't just go out there and say, "Oh, you know what? I ain't going to be able to run." Because you if it's 2 miles, 1 mile, 3 miles, it's better than nothing. And I think that is uh, a testament to discipline, consistency, and really to staying on track with one's goals. That's key. And so you travel, actually we were talking on the day that you were going to leave, right? And so tell me how your travel went and training.
0: Oh, it went uh, went really good. Traveled from Colorado to Oklahoma City, so maybe like a 1,000 feet above sea level where Oklahoma City's at, but definitely a decrease in into where I'm at. I had a nice, enjoyable run around Oklahoma City. It took some time to take in the sights, like you said, a little bit of an athlete's choice. I ran it however I felt like running it. I didn't push it too much, but I was definitely glad I wasn't focusing on pace because I was trying to navigate my way around a straight city.
1: No, the funny part is you have a place where you are. It's funny how you give an athlete freedom; they don't really want to take it, right? <laughs> Before you say they have the freedom, you you have to pull the freedom away from them, and then you say, "Go and do whatever you want." Then, you, then now they want to be very disciplined. And It's so crazy, man. Because you, I was like, "Man, you need to slow down." He said, "I'm trying." "Don't you slow down?" "I'm trying." I was like, "You know what? Don't even slow down. Just go." And you like, "Yeah, I slow down."
0: I stayed at a nice 9 930 pace. I stayed at a steady pace somewhere around there. It it was
1: well paced though. It was like really really like I don't like you say that you were in a city if I could show you the graph like it is really good. Like it, it's very consistent because you went from running at altitude to below altitude right almost at sea level and 930 pace not as much elevation so that's a, that was the key too so you probably felt a lot stronger it was about heart rate is a little bit higher actually. Uh, But that could be also from travel, right? Mm -hmm. There's a piece of the bad, so most people don't know. You can train with heart rate all the time. You can train with heart rate for any race, but there's so many variables that change heart rate. It could be sleep, it could be stress, it could be sickness. And actually, to be honest, like you got sick this weekend. So it could have been the first sign that your body was fighting something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The big thing is had a couple days there in Oklahoma while I was running and then came back to Colorado and Friday morning weather, it, the temperature dipped quite a bit. And then I started noticing something on Friday afternoon. And I, I have a little bit of a, maybe this is some of the military stuff lingering, but I, I'm very susceptible to like sinus infections. And so I picked up a sinus infection, noticed it on Saturday, said, ah, maybe we might not take a run today. But then you and I had a communication, like I actually would have run. Yes, you would have. When I was sick, if you and I hadn't had that communication.
1: And that's key. Like people, this is the thing, and you did great. Like you you said, hey, this is how I'm feeling before you ran. Not like, oh, I went on my run and I should have not ran because I felt like crap. All you can do most of the time when you do that. If you feel that bad, and I know you, you say like I feel like this, and I'm like, okay, it must be serious. So let's shut it down, because what you can do is make it worse, right? And so you can turn like you're already running again. But I say if we didn't rest this weekend and you push through, you still be sick, mm-hmm. like really sick, because your body can't fight and recover at the same time. So sometimes you just got to be able to say set pride aside, and say, hey, I need to rest so I can come back even stronger. I have a goal because it's better to lose one or two days in a whole week.
0: And I, and I really felt that, but even that, like, you know, and I took a little medicine, like even Saturday afternoon, I even messaged you and said, no, I'm feeling good. I'm going to run again anyway. And I would have done that if I didn't have somebody And not that it's holding me accountable, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm missing these two days. So that missing these two days now, isn't going to derail me going down in the future.
1: Yeah. See that two days, not going to do it. And so you messaged me and said, yeah, I can run. I'm like, yeah, just hold that thought. And you was already planning for Sunday. And so I was like, let's call it in the morning. Let's make that call in the morning. You woke up and obviously your body was like, yeah, psych. <laughs> I'm still here.
0: Well, and I was like, because, and I think I was even saying, I'm not going to run today. I'll just run more tomorrow. That's the mindset of I'll make it up. And if I was just following a training plan off the shelf, then I would have said, I just would have done it and it would have sucked.
1: But what a benefit. Like, there's like, if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, then you can afford to take time to recover or whatever you need to do. If you already know that you're not following things up and and you're not inconsistent, you're not disciplined in the things you need to do, then you got this guilt that you're trying to say, I'm going to make up more. But if you ain't been already doing the things that you should be doing, then you don't have the fitness to double up. Like that logic, people don't understand. Oh, I'm going to, so if you'd have doubled up, you'd have, would that have been 11 miles, you know what I mean? We ain't ran 11 miles. Like, that ain't even, ain't hey, you sick? That don't even process to be illogical. But our pride and our egos are sometimes driving common sense and pushing common sense to the curve and saying, like, you know what? We're just going to do it because I can. I should. Right? I've always done it. I'm tough. Yeah. Your flu don't care if you're tough. Your asthma don't care if you're tough. Allergies don't care if you're tough. COVID don't care if you're <laughs> tough. Like, it's going to say, you know what? I'm tougher. It's going to shut you down. And now you're going to get sicker and to what benefit? And I think, and this is really fitting for, the, for this time of season, for anybody listening to it, is because this is, a lot of people are getting sick. I was sick a couple of weeks ago. My whole household has been sick at some time in the last three weeks. Neighbors getting COVID. People are sick right now. It's just the weather change. Pollen is starting to kick up. There's going to be people questioning what they should do. What should I do? Should I go back? I got to run. I got to do this. No, sit down. Take a couple of days, right? And then this is another rule. When you're sick, okay, you say, take some time off. Most of the time, there's this moment like you had, I feel good right now. And so just take one more day. Even if it's like, okay, I've been sick for seven days. Oh, today I feel good. The moment you say that to yourself, take one more day. Take 24 more hours. If you're fine after that, go for it, but ease back into it, right? Don't go out and say, I feel good. Because sometimes we want to push out. It's a way to catch ourselves before we push ourselves back out there. That's the key. Like, don't push yourself back out there. Wait one more day. Wait 24 more hours. When you say the words to yourself, I think I'm feeling good. I can go back out there. Then that's where you check yourself a little bit and allow it. So if it's, it's going to come back, like for you, it came back the next day, that next morning. you was like, yeah, I ain't going to make this one. I was like, oh, yeah, I figured you wouldn't. Because <laughs> you don't usually say, I can't do this, right? I'm I'm sick. I'm tired. Like that's not something that you normally push. Like if I look at you, you've never missed a workout ever with that type of discipline. I know when you tell me there's an issue, there's a real issue. Now, if you were just missing stuff and you already swinging back and forth, and I'm like, okay, what's wrong with you? Did you go to the doctor? What they say? How you feeling? What you've been doing? What you do yesterday? Oh, I was drinking. Oh, okay. So you might not really be sick. Then you might be sick of something else. So you start asking more questions. It it all depends on the athlete, but you got to be able to do that with yourself, right?
0: And I think the other thing about even missing those two days, I know that in my past training, I would have labeled those as missing those two days and I would have tagged that in my mind. But even not running those two days, it could have gone the other way too. We could have gone three days, four days now, all of a sudden, not getting back in the training plan, that can really derail somebody from achieving a goal if they allow that to go longer into non-activity days, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: And you can tell, like, you was, you still holding on to some of that sickness. On Monday, you can see oh, your heart rate was still pretty high. It's coming down, so you're probably feeling better than you did yesterday, actually, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Even on, and I think in and everything else, but yesterday's run, notice, like, I, at the end of the run, I didn't feel like I had The full amount, like I went as far as I could have, but today's run, I felt like I still had energy in the tank and and it is, and that's the emerging piece of it. I think that it was very helpful for me to be able to, one, understand that pause is okay, but also to get that because obviously when you're sick, you're sick, like you said. Yeah. And so
1: like now we have data, actually, we've gathered data because you were sick at a certain time. And it kind of, when I look at it, you can see how, you know, the time frame before and after you have some elevated heart rates and we can catch it and understand, okay, what is he going through? Am I stressing the body like that? Why is his heart rate going up? Like we had a certain pace and I can ask that question, like, are you, how are you feeling today? Did you get some rest? Or, and so it, it starts to teach me about your body, right? It was, what is going on with you? And so if I see a workout that doesn't have like comments to explain why the heart rate has spiked or because basically you went 10 beats over your normal at the same pace. And it it makes sense for actually Wednesday because you went a minute faster average per mile, but it doesn't make sense on the three mile runs and the four mile runs. I'm like, what's going on when you're running 1030 and you still got 10 to 15 beats higher? that tells me something's going on with you. And so it's really paying attention to those pieces. And like you said, it's, it, I always tell people, even about injuries, what's wrong with taking 24 hours instead of them 24 days? Because even a sprained ankle, shut it down. Stop running. Don't keep running on it. Like it's, Even if you ain't finished the run, just shut it down. Go home, ice it. Or go home, take some medicine, get some rest. Go back out there. If you wake up the next morning and you still feel like crap, do you know this more than you thought it was? But make that call prior to and be honest with yourself instead of pushing through.
0: I wonder if people, when I say people, I say me, but I have it in your mind that to train for a marathon, I must run X per week. Like I have to do 30 miles. I have to do 35 miles a week. And so people get in their minds. That's what everybody knows. And that's what conventional wisdom is. And if they push themselves to that what they think everybody knows
1: everybody has this is the thing and this is like most of the stuff in the world because the masses are usually telling you old information right like carb loading don't do that like that no don't carb load like but i love spaghetti like it's yeah but this is the before I, i'm gonna go off on a tangent i'm gonna pull back in just like that people have been saying carb load carb load for so long but science has changed and the technology has changed our understanding of the human body has changed. Yes, you can consume more carbs, but carb loading back in the day was means like overdoing it, like really loading it up. Some people just if you're gonna go eat pasta and that's what you normally eat, that's totally fine. But to go have three plates of spaghetti because you think you need the carb load, like that word is just is just distracting. But what they would need to say is make sure you put more carbs in your meal today. You don't need to overdo it because what you need to understand is your body has already learned what you normally eat. To give it more than it's usually able to process is to wake up bloated or with other issues. But it's the same thing with this piece, right? With with everything that that we're talking about, like you have to train your body to do a certain thing, and if you're giving your body a certain training load, it will adapt. It doesn't matter if you take a couple breaks because. You are loading it completely. So back in the day, as we were talking about, I got to do a certain amount of volume for a marathon. One is relative to what your goal is. Two is relative to your fitness, right? And high volume for some people works. Some people it doesn't. As you all get older, like injuries and things like that, like too much of that, especially running will beat you to death. And so you have to be more methodical when you're doing things because we know how to do it. What we're using is training peaks. I can see your fatigue. I can see your pace. Well, back in the day, people just told you to run. And when you're tired, let me know, <laughs> right? Because there were there was no wrist watches that had heart rate and vertical oscillation and all this other stuff on there. But now we we have to be more intelligent about it and ask ourselves more questions that we have evolved. So let's use the technology the science and the information that we have to understand that you don't need to run far all the time to run faster. But what's most important, and I'll tell anyone, is consistency. Consistency, right? Yeah, you want to have some long runs because the body needs to build that resistance over a long period of time. But guess what? We can never touch 26 miles in this training. And I can probably bring you to to 10 or 15 with the right training load over a week and you would still crush the dingo marathon it's all about specificity that's the key and that's what coaches bring that's what the data brings that's what these platforms bring is specificity and when you can see things like that it can help you be sick take the two days off if i want to make up the training load i know how to do it cuz i've been coaching that long i can put that next training load in the next few days instead of going to load it up on one day i can spread that training load over a week and make it gradual and actually not hurt you or just say you know what let's use it as rest and let the body right. hurt because like you're still recovering like even today like you're still going to have some of that. because usually when you're sick and my thing is like usually five to seven days after the day you said you felt great you still holding on to your coughing and you're coughing up stuff you got congestion it just takes you got to get the crud out of you and it's okay that's a part of the process
0: Yeah, and I think that's really where the benefit, again, of having a coach. And speaking of that, I want to share with you, here is a gift that you and I have received from from a colleague of mine. Her name's Colleen. So people are listening to us. Colleen. Yeah. So Colleen says, I'm totally trying to get my running mojo back. So finding inspiration from the journey. Since COVID, she's been deferring the Marine Corps Marathon because you know how the Marine Corps Marathon has been deferring there. But the deferment has run out, so she's going to get back into it. Um, she had a tough week of cross training and running. So she thought about your comment on the recent episode about factoring in travel and lessening the training plan day and workouts to account for life circumstances. So you and I are making her want to get a coach to help design a plan where she can keep all of her workouts, but add in running and doesn't break any body parts. She emphasized that she says she listens to a lot of podcasts, read a lot about working out and intersect with the running community a lot. But with this project, we have already had such an impact for her, and she's sent the link to so many people now, too. So that's a little bit of feedback that we've gotten wow. from the listener.
1: That's huge, man. Yeah. That's a really good, actually, review. Rebu- <laughs> that's a huge <laughs> review. Rebu- <laughs> thank you, and thank you, Colleen. It's funny, you said, Colleen, I had a counselor. Back in the Marine Corps, name was Colleen, and I was like, "Oh, Colleen, right?" And she was really impactful to my life. And I thank you, Colleen. I thank you for listening. Thank you for implementing not only just listening. Some, and some people are not listening; they just hear us. But taking those steps to improve your lifestyle and get back into running because we it's we are not made equal. We're not, and so we have to take into consideration the things that are going on with our bodies, our lives, our professions, our mental and emotional health, and It's a lot sometimes, and having a coach, you like. Even I have a coach. Even I have a coach that tells me like, "Hey, push, rest, push." Did you push hard enough? And asks me the questions because even though you've been doing things in life a long period of time, and this is this is a philosophical comment. You never stop learning. Mm -hmm. You never stop learning, and if the moment you think you figured it out is the moment you should trigger you to say, I need to keep moving. I need to keep moving
0: forward. No, absolutely. And to that point, I was actually in Oklahoma City with a colleague, another friend who is a listener of the show, and she and I didn't get to run together because of our different schedules. But to that point of not everybody is the same, I suggested a particular running route to her. And she said she took three steps down that route. She said, it must be nice to be a six-foot-tall bald dude. And so she was like, that wasn't the running route for me. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back to what we were talking about before a couple episodes ago about how you and I are going through this journey and we've got people listening to us going through this journey and we understand that everybody's going to do their own thing. We just hope to be able to be inspiring folks to to push a little harder.
1: We already doing it. Colleen is doing it. She's a little bit harder, right? I don't know where you send this other lady, but you (laughs) had to take in consideration. I was just in in Dallas and I had to run, right? And so I'm leaving, I leave my room and I go out and I'm like, okay. I get a little bit extra time because it's an hour behind the East Coast. And I'm like, oh, it's not as dark yet. But I get about I'm in Dallas too, like by love field. And it's most airports ain't in the nicest areas, just the nature of how it goes. And I start running. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, Oh my goodness! This is I ain't run. I ain't ran in the city in a long time. This is a different feel, right? A lot of work cars, people out, and I was in an urban area. Not maybe not the ghetto, but like it was the urban area. And like I, I'm in North Jacksonville, North Carolina. This is the country. Like this country is it, it, all outside out here. And there it was like things going on. There was there were trains, there were buses, and all kinds of stuff. And I'm running, and there's nothing running up concrete in the concrete jungle as they call it and planes flying over me and I was like man this is not peaceful (laughs) that's like what I read I read here I read on base and it was just like I was the only one there it was trees on the both side of me had creeks under the bridges like it was a different world right but like I had to figure it out and get out there and just experience something different but it got dark and so even me I was concerned and for me I am I'm 6'2 black ball headed athletic Build. I'll just say it that way. No one knows I'm a marine, and they don't know where I'm from, so they don't. So they see that, they're like, "Okay, I rarely get approached. I live by the model, like I wish you would type Mm -hmm. model, but it never happens to me because I just don't. I don't promote that in my demeanor, (laughs) right? But like other people, it's a big concern. But I still, even me being who I am, I'm looking like, okay, if I go this direction, should I run down this street? Should I run down like I ran one area? It was right under the train tracks. And it was dark and I'm like, okay, there were alleys, really dark alleys. So I'm like, okay, I'm looking for people and you know this better than anyone else. Like when you see a corner, I'm not looking around the corner. I'm looking at the bottom to see if somebody's shadow or feet is there. And I had to have these concerns. And so that's another piece of just being aware, not only aware of your body, but aware of your surroundings. To make sure that you can have an enjoyable run out there. And it was funny, one of the biggest things where I said observation, we talk about really, I can think observation is a big part of this episode. I'm running past young women out there in this same area. They got headphones on and don't even know I'm coming. So they jump when I pass. Oh my God. Right. And I'm saying, and for me, when I run at nighttime or usually even when the day and and it's just me and another woman out there. Either I will go far as right or left as I can, just to make sure that you don't think I'm trying to do nothing, or I'll say, on your left, and I'll say it like three times as loud as I can, so you are aware that I'm coming. And it's people that, these women still don't hear me because they got their headphones on. And it's just a bad, unsafe situation. And I'm not anti-headphones, but like you, vigilance is a very strong thing taught in the military. And- Things don't happen to you if you prevent them from happening by being more vigilant, right? And so that is keeping your head on the swivel, running in places where they're high visibility, not running at night. So never send that lady down there again.
0: <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was, oh, this was a good route. But again, it was that piece of experiencing the world very differently than yeah. others who experience it. But I really appreciate the the support and whether even the validation of making sure don't run when you're sick, back it off a little bit, missing a couple of days, isn't going to wreck the marathon and it's all going to be okay. All going to be okay.
1: Because guess what? Now you're back running, you have already covered 10 miles in the last two days and we got a big week ahead of us. You going up to six miles? You got thirty-two miles this week of running. Let's get it.
0: Let's get it. We're gonna get there.
1: Easy day, man. It was good talking to you, brother. Absolutely.
0: Week six. As you heard, taking a couple days off due to illness is better than pushing through it and sidelining yourself for longer than intended. And I appreciated Coach Morgan's reassurance that there isn't anything wrong with taking some time during training to make sure you're 100%. I always tell people, even about injuries, what's wrong with taking 24
1: hours instead of 24 days? Because even a sprained ankle, shut it down. Stop running. Don't keep running on it. Like it's, Even if you ain't finished the run, just shut it down. Go home. Ice it. Go home. Take some medicine. Get some rest. Go back out there. If you wake up the next morning and you still feel like crap, do you know this more than you thought it was? But make that call prior to
0: and be honest with yourself instead of pushing through. Also, big thanks to those who are listening, especially those who are sharing how what we're doing here is helping them, like Colleen did. The whole reason why Coach Morgan and I are sharing this with the world is that we hope that it inspires you, gives you confidence, or provides value in some way. Sure, this is a very public way for me to be accountable to train for my first marathon, but I would have followed through with that anyway. We figured that, as long as we're doing it, we'd put it out there for folks to listen to and learn from. So if you've heard something that helped you, or if you have any questions for Coach Morgan or I, reach out to us on social media. We're both big dudes, both in real life and online, so as long as you spell our names correctly, we're not too hard to find. So let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast, where you can hear mere mortals like you and me reach our goals as I trained for the 2023 Denver Colfax Marathon. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at Dwayne at veteranmentalhealth.com. If you want to support a great cause, I'm a charity partner with the Second Wind Fund, a Colorado nonprofit that focuses on improving access and delivery of suicide prevention care for children and youth at risk for suicide. You can donate to the cause by going to coloradogives.org forward slash m3podcast. As a reminder, simply by listening to the show, a dollar's going into the pot. If you want more dollars to go into the pot, share the show with others who may appreciate it. If you want to reach out to Coach Morgan to show appreciation for the excellent work that he does or sign up for the People's Coach newsletter, you can find him at morganlattimore.com. All of the links to each of these are going to be in the show notes. So thanks for joining us for another episode of the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast. And just remember, mere mortals can do extraordinary things.